love, that invitation to more, it breaks those rules. Mm -hmm. This is how you love yourself and this is how you love your children and this is how, really, mm -hmm. how, how do we know? Mm -hmm. We all have ups and downs in life. And at some point you are really struggling and you don't want anybody to see you so down. And then next day you are high on life and then you completely disregard your other self that was suffering. And then we think I'm just this wonderful me. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's get real. <laughs> beautiful people. Welcome to Alexa's Hour. I'm your host, Alexa, and I am so, so, so excited for this episode today because Miss Helena Summer is someone that I feel deeply connected to after this conversation. And so I'm so excited for you guys to hear from her. Helena is a master love coach and relationship educator. She has over 20 years experience in her field and she has one of the most interesting stories that I've heard or someone that I've interviewed on this podcast. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear about her background as well. And I love her coaching style. She has a really fun, playful coaching style. And her mission is basically to create a more peaceful, playful world through that style that she has. She's someone that's very knowledgeable on relationships, self-love. What is love? You know, that is really a question that we dive super deep into in this podcast today. And she's all about helping you guys make healthier choices in loving not just yourself, but in finding the right partner in choosing partners, in setting boundaries, in all things in that scope. She's an expert in that field. And so I think this podcast is going to be super helpful for anyone that's looking to expand their scope of awareness on love so that you can cultivate more of it in your life and within yourself. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Lena, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, my dear. Thank you for coming. I'm so excited to talk again because uh, the first time we talked, I didn't think we were going to connect as much as we did based on your story. And for everyone listening, um, Helena is from Croatia, formerly Yugoslavia, and my partner has a similar background um, with the war that happened not too long ago. And but from from your experience, though, much more uh, you you experienced that first horn, firsthand a lot more than my partner did. And uh, I love doing my research on you because I was I didn't want to hear too much because I'm like, I just want to talk to her and we'll get into that together. Um, but let's talk a little bit about about your upbringing the you being in a refugee camp and coming to by the way that he's going to be in the background today for our, for our recording <laughs> so he bothers us um tell us a little bit about that and how you got from there to being a nun and to then becoming a coach I mean what a what a transformation yeah yeah so basically War was the best and the worst thing that ever happened to me. Mm. Meaning, I don't want it for anyone, but if I had to live my life all over again, 
I would definitely want this to happen to me, mm. for me, because who I became, mm. right? So there was a moment of awakening in a refugee camp. I was there alone. I was 16 years old. My twin sister was in Hungary, refugee in Hungary. We were separated. Wow. My mom was God knows where. My brother was on front line, 19-year-old kid. My grandma's house was bombed while she was in a house. She lived through it. Oh my gosh. And my best friend died. Mm. So I'm there all alone in a refugee camp, surrounded with these refugees who've seen all kinds of crazy murders and slaughters and all kinds of things. And I'm sitting there and thinking, I have nothing. I don't have food. I don't have ID. I don't have money. I don't have a family. I don't have any information. Where is who? And then I got awakened. Moment number one, <laughs> but I have my heart. Mm. And then instantly awakening moment number two, but my heart is full of hatred. Mm. What's the use of that heart? My heart hates men. My heart hates my father. My heart hates Serbian. It hates war. It hates all of this. And then the real awakening happened. Wow, I am part of the problem. Mm. My heart holding on to the opposite of love is the part of the problem because war is insanity. Mm -hmm. And I was being insane, mm. just like everybody else. Mm. You want to hurt us, I want to hurt you. You want to kill me, I want to kill you. There was no sanity there. And I know for, for even, I lost a lot of friends because of this philosophy of mine, mm -hmm. because people say they are wrong, they should be wronged. Yeah. Yes, I get it. But not every Serbian was for that. Not every man is bad. Not every father is a bad father, mm -hmm. right? So this is when I realized if I want to stop the war, I have to start with my heart. Mm. I have to stop the war in my head. I have to be the change I want to see in the world. Mm -hmm. And this is basically when my business of love coaching was born without me knowing yet. Mm. I made a commitment to this path that we need to wake up to how we are participating in what we call they are doing to us, mm -hmm. right? And how we can actually mature through it in an elegant and powerful and gracious way, instead of this victim mentality and you know the smallness of the soul. Mm -hmm. So then a couple of days later, or even a month later, I don't remember, um, a baby died in a refugee camp. Mm. And that's when I lost it. Like, look, God, why do you kill baby? Why didn't you kill me? I'm a bad person, I'm a sinner. Mm. I'm a, you know, a bad one. And that's when I ran away from refugee camp to find God. Mm. Like imagine a 16 year old asking people on the street, excuse <laughs> me, where is God? Oh my. Where is God? And people look at me like in the church, in the Bible, in your heart, mm. everywhere. Mm -hmm. And after hours and hours, I was getting cold and hungry. 
And then suddenly these three glowing ladies, they showed up and I was so tired. And I said, where is God? And they said, why you ask us? And I said, I don't know. I ask everyone, you're not special. Just tell mm-hmm. me where is God? I have a business to do with God. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, they said, come with us. So this is how I actually became a nun. Mm. what an interesting it that was like divine timing because I'm sure I mean I'm sure you feel now it was obviously not what you were meant to do forever but pivotal pivotal to your to your growth to your career wow I would never skip that part of my life either Uh uh-huh wow how how much of the teachings I would imagine a lot of time is spent on not maybe love per se but I mean yes love how much of the teachings in that in that environment is on learning what love is I know it it stems from you know a relationship with God but how much of it is fostering how much of it did you was it about learning about love within yourself and just love in general? Was it all yeah. about with God? Uh, a lot is about uh, different levels mm. on the on how you can love God mm. and how you can claim your love for God and ask and trust. Mm. When it comes to the God loving you, it's more trusting that it's already here and then you just being taking it as normal Mm. and then you're just living a life and watching oh here this is the sign this is the Mm. God's arrangement this is God's plan this is God's solution this is and finding everything that happens Mm -hmm. that has something good in it Mm -hmm. and I swear there were so many miracles so many little silly things that just out of nowhere, out of nowhere, somebody would come and leave like a like a whole box full of potatoes or something in front of the door. Huh. Like that was a regular thing. People would leave good stuff for us. Huh. And one time, that was maybe 1995, five or something somebody left ten thousand dollars in the envelope you'd never know who it's like miracles like that would happen so often somebody would come oh i'm moving to another country here is my car you can have the car it's a good car like wow things were given so easily that we didn't even know these people Mm. there was a lot of miracles on uh, healing miracles uh surprise miracles there was one man who actually came because he said his village or a town whatever was burned down so after a couple of days when it was not occupied he went to his house Mm -hmm. and everything was burned only one book was not books burn mm-hmm. <laughs> but that one book was not burned so he's like okay god wants me uh-huh. this was a sign so many little miracles like that were pretty much a kind of normal thing hmm. this is what i miss the most 
<laughs> I miss those miracles, little signs. God was everywhere. Mm, but there's so, little signs. Was it really everywhere. God everywhere or our focus was there? Mm -hmm. I don't know, but it was mm -hmm. really magical. <laughs> I think when you're open, if when you're in that state of receiving and you're open to love, you start to notice these synchronicities and you see you start to see God everywhere and then yeah. you start to see yourself everywhere that's beautiful because I'm sure it, it taught you about loving yourself in that process how to love God and how God loves you taught you how to love yourself in that it was more about um, the word love for self is not used as often as the word um, self-respect mm. self-dignity you know, um, have a standard for yourself, mm. have a, a gracious attitude, allow the grace. Mm. So those things more, not so much of the external world language, mm -hmm. but more kind of divine language. Was used. Mm -hmm. mm, that's beautiful. So what made you want to, to branch out then and then start coaching this for other people? What was like um, that moment? Mm -hmm. uh, I had a vow of simplicity, celibacy, and poverty. Mm -hmm. So imagine I'm 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, <laughs> 21. I'm already like, I want a man. <laughs> I uh -huh. want to taste a kiss. Mm -hmm. I want to experience a hug. Most of these years, women or young women spend exploring themselves, their bodies and men. Mm -hmm. I didn't learn how to shave my legs until I was 24, five, six. Oh, wow. I didn't know if you give me a bunch of makeup, mm -hmm. I would not know this is mascara, this is lipstick, this is foundation. Mm -hmm. I would not know what is what. Mm -hmm. My life was completely disconnected from this world. Wow. But hormonally, Mm -hmm. And all of this, like, oh my God, I can't follow my vows. Mm. I'm like constantly hoping and thinking and desiring. Yeah. Man, oh, man, oh, big man's shoes. Oh, man. Oh, God. I want. <laughs> so I could not be a hypocrite mm. because I've seen some women who were much older than me and they wanted to follow the spiritual path, but mm -hmm. you could feel their frustration, uh. sexual frustration and suppression and all mm. of that, mm. which on one way, it's a noble how far they could go. Right. But I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. Real life. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I can't imagine. Oh. And being at that young age and having to, to, to try and understand, I mean, you're understanding your own place in the world and then you're hormonally going through so many changes. I can't, I can't even imagine that, that internal dialogue. I would be, I was already with, you know, here at that age with so many privileges and not having any of those challenges already feeling like I was, the, the world was ending at 16 years old. So I can't even imagine what that felt like. Oh my goodness. So how has this, um, how has this career like translated into, into your own life? I would say, like, how did you start 
was it like you started taking these steps for yourself and then started coaching other people? Like, did, was this like a learning process in that way? Or was it just kind of like you just started coaching on what you felt intuitively was right? All of the above. Mm. Basically, we learned a lot. We spent a lot of times learning, reading scriptures, um, hours and hours minimum two hours a day in meditation. Wow. At least two hours a day in prayer. So it was a very intense, we used to call it simple living high thinking. Hmm. A lot of intense inner work and inner awareness. So basically when all of this was over and you know, I started external life, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to do anything. Mm. I did finish the high school. I was like economist, according to the Mm -hmm. school, but I never cared for it at all, Mm. right? Because I was living there while finishing the school. So my my focus was just to finish the school because I promised to my mom. Mm. She's mathematics and physics teacher and she's Mm. very, you know, left brain. And Mm -hmm. I just wanted my right brain. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... It slowly, pretty much, this was all I knew. And I have always been doing that. Mm. People come to me, know me five minutes and share their whole life with me. Mm. And then I would give some pearls of wisdom. I didn't even know I was being wise. Uh, I was just being myself and mm. sharing from that perspective. Mm-hmm. But imagine most teenagers today spend seven, eight hours a day in school. Mm -hmm. seven eight hours a day sleeping two three hours eating showering whatever and the rest studying and video games or hanging out with friends I never had that Mm -hmm. nothing of that maybe just sleeping we didn't even sleep that much Mm. my whole life was service prayer focus so you build this different muscle and you create neural pathways that you didn't even know it's possible. Mm. So I was pretty much really wise for the age I was. Mm-hmm. So people would come to me or share problems. I would come up with answers like that. Mm. They would be surprised and life went on that way. Mm-hmm. And then in 2001, I actually first time charged for my advice. Mm. <laughs> it was really hard because it's a gift yeah charge for a gift but then again I don't have any other gift I learned to drive when I was 29 I learned to shave my legs when I was (laughs) right like I didn't know anything about this world Mm -hmm. but I knew how mind works Mm. I knew the the intensity of false ego Mm. what our false ego does to our real ego Mm. it's very different than a New age philosophy talks about ego. Mm -hmm. Very different. I knew that. Mm. So I would just share that and slowly I would start charging for it. Mostly I began by helping people with their emotional turmoils. Mm. And then after a while, I realized that almost every emotional turmoil comes from a relationship. Mm. Lack of one, too much of one, conflict in one. A relationship with your child, with your parent, with your partner, with yourself. Mm. And that's when I slowly kind of 
rebranded and branched into relationships. So million dollar question. What is love? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Depends when you ask me. I pretty much ask myself that question on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And answer is usually dependent on what I've been going through recently, mm. who I've been talking with recently. Mm. And I noticed that love is, there's so many definitions, right? Million dollar questions. But um, it's not far from you. Mm. It is you, but it's also a little bit far from you for that purpose of expansion for the purpose of motivation into higher and bigger you. So if I'm in a place of pathetic, something is blah, blah, love feels much different than when I'm in a space of real, you know, high life and happy, everything, right? Versus if I'm in a place of just super supporting someone who is going through difficulty or experiencing something with my husband, right? So to me, if you ask me right now, this moment, love is fluid, like air. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's fresh. Sometimes it's muggy. Sometimes it's windy. Sometimes it's life-saving. Sometimes it's hot and burning, burns your throat, Mm -hmm. right? It is fluid and dynamic, invitation to more of you Mm. every time i see love invites you to more of you is that more of you just from bad place to a little bit better or to completely opening new windows it is invitation to more of you Mm. i love the way you explain that i've never heard anyone explain it that way Ask me next week, it will be different. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that, do you think that you can actually love yourself? We say this a lot. It's cliche. I've heard some people say you can't love yourself because it's one and the same. So do you think you can actually love yourself or do you even need to? You know, in America, People say, I love you to a taxi mm-hmm. driver. Mm. And I I became the same. Mm-hmm. Hey, I love you to mm-hmm. a person who just sold me, you know, a sandwich or something. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, when it comes to self, I would go into that trainings and teachings that we had, talk more about the behavior of grace. Mm-hmm. Some people say, I love myself. Therefore, I'm eating chips and chocolate while I have a high blood pressure and diabetes Mm, mm -hmm. because I deserve it. Yeah. I need that pleasure. Mm. Now, the question is very, we can put this on a big forum. Is this really love? Mm -hmm. Maybe not on a long run because you are basically killing yourself Mm -hmm. while you are loving yourself. Mm -hmm. But on a short run, If you calculate how many calories that person has right now, 
maybe only five calories, not in a food, but in energy. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just have a little bit of energy in me. And if I try to achieve this grandiose goal of losing weight and getting healthy, I'm just going to get disappointed with everything and quit. So the only pleasure I can have right now is something that will kill me later. Hmm. So is this a self-love? To their place, yes. Hmm. And stealing is moral. If you are starving and your children are starving, uh, yeah, right? Stealing yeah. is moral because what else can you do? You're going to, for the sake of law, let your children die of hunger mm-hmm. when you can just sneak around and steal a sandwich and run away, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So it's really, we are trying to put the world into black and white, mm-hmm. have just, this is the way mm-hmm. when it, love is fluid. Mm-hmm. Love is invitation to more of you. Mm -hmm. right and also self-love is invitation to more of you if i can feel my pleasure now with this chocolate that's all i can know of being me maybe that is Mm self-love maybe but somebody who is a fitness fanatic and always healthy and drinking green juices and that i will say oh you don't love yourself you should Mm -hmm. love yourself more yeah well on that level i can't just like somebody who makes 10 million dollars a minute Mm -hmm. can say well you should work instead of steal sandwiches Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. this is why love that invitation to more it breaks those rules this is how you love yourself and this is how you love your children and this is how really mm-hmm. how how do we know mm-hmm. we all have ups and downs in life and at some point you are really struggling and you don't want anybody to see you so down and then next day you are high on life and then you completely disregard your other self that was suffering and then we think i'm just this wonderful me yeah <laughs> come on let's get real <laughs> That's so true. It's all a continuum. I think the more we can look at everything as fluid, the better. It's not even self-love is a continuum. Love in general is a continuum. So it's all what it is for you specifically, you know, at this moment. Exactly. And I even, I thought you're what, when you were talking, what I was thinking of is, you know, sometimes in relationships, whether that be romantically friendships, family, whatever it is, we get so upset when it's not the, we are not being loved, quote unquote, the way that we want to be loved. And so then we say, well, you're not, that's not love. You're not loving me because that that's, but that's just not your definition of love. And we take that as it's, oh, it's not love, but to that person, that's how they show you. They love you. That's how they show you. They care about you. But you don't receive it that way. You don't receive it as love. So again, it's still dependent on you and your definition. And it makes me question, is that why romantic relationships work? Is that the only way they work when you both have the same definition? Of- I did not say you have to have same definition. <laughs> no, okay. No, I did not say that. I said love mm-hmm. is invitation mm-hmm. to more of you. Mm-hmm. So if... I want to be loved by you and I expect you to love me this way. So I'm just sitting here Mm -hmm. without loving you. Mm -hmm. I am not invited to more of me, Mm -hmm. meaning expansion to, oh, 
you're loving me with acts of service when I want to be loved with words. Mm -hmm. So how can I love you with acts of service when I want to love you with words? Mm -hmm. Oh, just how difficult it is for me to express this way. Maybe that's difficult for you. Mm -hmm. So that's the expansion of mm -hmm. selffulness. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Me. The more of me there is, the more there is to love. Mm -hmm. Am I going to limit myself? This is my love language. Yeah. What if there is so much more beyond five love languages? Uh-huh. I there appreciate is. Gary Chapman, but there is always more. <laughs> That's so true. So for people in a romantic relationship, what do you what do you recommend to them when they when they have different love languages? Like if you aren't the type of person that can be vocal what do you recommend that they try to do that for their partner and just even though it's not their natural way of expressing that they just do it to make the other person happy or is it better to just communicate and say like hey that's just not that's just not what naturally comes for me depends on how many calories you have mm -hmm. if you don't have calories you come home and you just collapse on the couch you don't have the calories to take off the shoes mm -hmm. But if you have calories, sure, I can play, I can expand, I can try. Sometimes you don't have calories to, I don't know, brush your teeth, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So this is also, we, we want to put so much burden on the partner. Mm -hmm. When self-responsibility is put yourself in their shoes. That's what I say, shop for his shoes. Hmm. now you are shopping that. for these shoes <laughs> do you want to shop for his shoes no <laughs> who wants to look at his male shoes <laughs> i want to look at my heels and my fun stuff mm -hmm. right to so shop for his shoes and then walk a mile in them mm. right mm -hmm. and then then you expect him to walk in your pink heels mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right it's easy for him to walk in pink heels well no <laughs> Just like yep. it's hard to walk in the same size 14 male shoes. Uh-huh. Right? Mm -hmm. So, so yes, if you have calories, on the moment you have calories, you can come to each other and basically share. You know, honey, I let's say my husband and I, first of all, let's talk about this. First of all, you will most likely be attracted to somebody who has a different love language hmm. because love is about expansion. Hmm. It's hmm. not about limitation. If your attachment style is avoidant, you will be attracted to anxious. If your style is anxious, you will be attracted to avoidant. Huh. Wow. That's <laughs> so interesting. That. Yes. Huh. You may have a really hot passionate affair or a, three months with somebody who is just like you mm. but for some reason it will not work out mm. because that expansion wants to happen mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so first of all let's say in my relationship my husband is avoidant and i'm anxious style his um love language is acts of service mine is words I used to, and I don't have much calories. Oh, love me with words. Tell me something beautiful. Tell me blah, blah, blah. And mm -hmm. then he's like, oh, oh, you are beautiful. Oh. Mm. Come on, be juicy. Uh, you are absolutely fantastic and delicious. And 
But when I have enough calories, I use my love language words to praise his acts of service. Mm. You see what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then what do you get with that? You shorten that bridge and the connection is much faster mm. because of your willingness to start. Mm. Your willingness to do that first. Mm -hmm. And you praise them for what they do well. And then they soften and they want to do more of what they're doing well mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. And then you will hear often, oh, that's so sweet to hear. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? You like it? Yeah. But love language, words are not your love language. Well, it's still nice to hear. And then you can mm -hmm. go more into that hearing and make some kind of invitations, agreements or something. Mm -hmm. Right, you can mm -hmm. you can play. This is like a dance. Mm -hmm. Relationship is like dancing every day to a new song that neither of you knows. Mm. I love that. I love that. That keeps things new. Yes, too. and mm -hmm. stepping on each other's feet. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, oh yeah, that's boogie boogie. I know how to dance boogie boogie, but it's a new song and boogie boogie. You never had that one. Mm -hmm. And now you think you mastered boogie boogie. Next day you get waltz. <laughs> Oh, I, don't know. <laughs> I love your analogies you're like the queen of analogies color <laughs> is would you say this is how you keep dating your partner is if you keep looking at it that way this is how you keep dating your partner yes yes mm. you open up mm -hmm. be open you to new possibilities. we mm -hmm. like to catch the person and become complacent Mm. love that it's a human nature to make it okay now all my problems are over i caught the one so comfort we're looking for comfort mm. and then you want the one to treat you like it's first 30 days mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> you yes. know nothing about it you're still yeah. walking around in your pajama uh -huh. and you are completely slobbish but you want him to treat you like a queen mm -hmm. and whenever first 30 days you had all makeup every day all mm -hmm. the nights right? mm -hmm. mm -hmm. so it's really funny i love watching at relationships from a like a bigger perspective and it's just funny uh-huh it's humorous what we do and it's and if you look at from the kind of open perspective mm -hmm. and it's not you don't take it so seriously it's just it's yeah just humans yeah yeah seriously but we get so like deep in it and we don't see clearly you have to step you have to pull yourself out and look out from the outside hmm. yeah. I think especially as females um we do that more I think men they don't really oh I don't know I don't want to speak for them but I don't feel like they care to have it feel like the first 30 days it's always the girls that are like yeah. I want it to feel that way. want to know okay you respect me mm. you appreciate my provisions you take care of yourself you are happy mm. if mm. this is done may this last forever just like that mm. so he thinks this is what you are and you're gonna stay the same mm. we think this is what you are and I'm going to make you better. Yes. <laughs> we look at them as like molds for potential. So it's almost like we're, we place bets. I like to think of it like we're all placing bets on our partner of who's going to be 
even better. Who's going to be better in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years? Mine's going to be better than yours in 20 years or whatever it is. Um, what, do we do that because they are like, we look at them as like the leading, like the leader in the relationship, like the one that's going to carve the way. And like the man just cares that you're just like solid and he can go do what he needs to do. It is in some way, um, and in some way depends on your age, mm. when you got together, because we have the journey through life, right? Mm. From early age, you are looking at who you are, and then you meet the one, and then you're building a family, then you're working hard for the family, then the family kids start going to college, and you start calming down, or you get in a midlife crisis. So it depends in which age you are. Mm. So men find it adorable that she wants to control me yeah how adorable she's so cute (laughs) (laughs) right leave me alone but yes sure some men find it very vitriolic Mm. leave me alone why didn't you trust me right Mm. it depends on your relationship with your Mm -hmm. mother relationship with your father it would be so nice if we can put it in a box Mm -hmm. this is it but Mm -hmm. it's not Mm-hmm. everything's gray yes it's yeah. not mm-hmm. it's just so many varieties with mm-hmm. everyone this is why the moment you think you know your partner mm-hmm. you you lose yeah I guess you you always have to treat it like you're learning about them every single day I think mm-hmm. we get so like oh I know I know him like the back of my hand like I've seen him in so many situations but as long as you remember you're not in their head you have you you really don't you only know them from what you see you cannot know their full depths um but that should be exciting i think we look at that sometimes as like a negative thing but it's not it should be exciting it's room for you to grow with each other and learn more about the other person and to have some stability for your life mm-hmm. so you can explore your own desires mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of wanting your partner so why are you not into whatever I'm into, mm. let them live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you be whatever you are into. If they want to participate, yes or no, just, uh-huh. just chill a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very often we don't want to chill. Yeah, no, we don't. <laughs> we don't want to chill. No. <laughs> Something you've, you've said is women fall in love when they receive mm-hmm. and men fall in love when they give. Yeah. Um, is that just because of naturally they want to be provider? What what is why is that? Lesson in anatomy. Woman's body mm. built to receive something that man's mm-hmm. body is built to give. Mm-hmm. Yep, like, it's just built that way. Mm-hmm. Like one thing enters into the other thing. Mm-hmm. So the whole receptivity, physically receptive, mentally receptive sexually receptive verbally receptive Mm -hmm. opens you to the space when allows him to be with you and it it creates something really beautiful Mm -hmm. when a woman has sex early this is why you need to kind of like watch out when you have sex how you have first time sex with a partner because you can really get attached Mm. to a man who you know it's not the right for you Mm -hmm. But now mm-hmm. you're hooked. 
yeah. right? Because of all the hormonal dopamine mm-hmm. and adrenaline and oxytocin mm-hmm. and all of this mm-hmm. stuff that happens in the body, mm-hmm. right? Men are also designed as they give to fall in love. Mm. They give sexually. Men are designed, imagine this, good old times. You don't have even shoes. You have your feet wrapped in a deer skin or whatever. And you're going miles and miles down there, deep into the forest to hunt this bison. Mm -hmm. You kill the bison and then you have to drag the bison home. Do you know how much work is that? What makes you? You know how hard it is to drag a bison through the forest (laughs) around trees? Right? We're so far removed from that. (laughs) Yes, but we are designed. Mm -hmm. I fall in love when I give. I give me, Tarzan, you, Jane. I give you. (laughs) And then you receive. Mm -hmm. How nice. Mm -hmm. Right? This Mm -hmm. is all designed in us biologically. Mm -hmm. So because I can hunt my own bison today, I am satisfied. I don't need a man. Men really feel there is no space for them in the world. Mm-hmm. That energy is is off-putting to them. Yes. So mm-hmm. what do you do? As a smart woman who you have your job, you have your money, you have your bisons, what do you do with a man? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. receive his time, his knowledge, his advice, his suggestions, his services, his anything. Mm-hmm. And yes, you can open your own door. But please don't. Please don't. Let uh-huh. him open the door. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can pay for your coffee, but please don't. Mm-hmm. Graciously appreciate that. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. If he takes you for a nice, beautiful dinner, what do I do now? He will want sex. No, just relax. Oh, I really... First you ask, how much do you want me to contribute? Mm-hmm. And he will say nothing. And then you go like, wow. I really feel safe with you. Thank you for that. Mm, I love that. And then if you're afraid he wants to have sex with you because of that, you say, you're not doing that to trick me to have sex. Mm -hmm. What are you thinking about me? (laughs) Stay corrected. Thank you. Mm. Right? You can make it playful Mm -hmm. and sweet. There is nothing more powerful than ability to be able at two o'clock at night, if your car tire is broken or something happens that you have a couple of men you can call, mm-hmm. your brother, your father, your boyfriend, your husband, your son, whoever, there is something really empowering about that. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is not disempowerment. Oh, mm-hmm. I can call triple A. Yes, I know you can. But also self-love is soothing your nervous system the way nervous system is designed to be suited with other people who are closer members to your tribe. Triple mm. A, some Mark will answer the phone who doesn't know you, who just wants to, you know, watch his video game during his shift at night and now he has to dispatch you to somebody. He doesn't care. So mm. it doesn't cause the same fulfillment in a nervous system. Mm-hmm. knowing and you have them to rely on mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. self-love is allowing yourself to live according to how you design to live mm. and I think this is a message that like needs to be spoken about more because 
we're shifting so far into the realm of, yeah, I don't need a man. I can buy myself flowers. You can, you absolutely can. It's not that it's, it, but then those same people that are in that place spreading that message are also feeling that lack of why can't I find this partner that is a strong, independent man that also wants, I'm a strong, successful woman. Why can't I also have a strong, independent man? Well, you're operating from that masculine energy of wanting to dominate, of wanting to provide. There's nothing wrong with being provisional as a female, but if you have so much of that and you're not open at all to receiving, I mean, men are, they're really simple. They just don't want, they don't want that energy. I mean, some of it, yes, but if you're just fully operating from that place, it's like, it's like magnets. It's like, they can't be attracted to you. And that's just my belief though. I know some people will disagree, but that's just what I think is, is happening is we're perpetuating this message that, you know, do everything for yourself. Let's get rid of all of the gender roles. And there's nothing wrong with gender neutrality, but also there needs to be some, like it's, there's an energy there that you can't deny. There's a reason you're attracted. Ask yourself, am I turned on by this? Mm -hmm. I'm automatically, if I'm on a date with a man who wants me to pay my own part of the food, I instantly don't want to see him again. Not that yeah. I cannot afford my food. Yeah. <laughs> you just dry me out. <laughs> yeah, like, that's hey. just me. Yeah. Like, exactly. I, I can't, somebody maybe, and I used to do that when I was very traumatized from men. I had, you know, rapes and whatever. I would just want to pay for my part just so I don't feel obligated. Mm, to but sleep really, mm. do I need to feel obligated because of 20 bucks? Yeah. Hello, Helena. Exactly. Self-love girl. <laughs> Come on. Yep. Right? And it's raising the bar too, raising the standards. It's like, we think we, we think that that's such a sacrifice for them to take, to do something like that. It's not what a sacrifice. What would a man rather do to be out with you? Exactly. exactly. I'm a gift. When I show up, the sun is smiling. Step, I am step, step, Exactly. <laughs> so if, yes. if, if you want me to pay for my part of food, oh, thank you so much. That's so cute of you. Can you try something more sexy? <laughs> like I would not be like, there is nothing you can say to me that mm -hmm. I would be like, sure, let me provide for you, my <laughs> potential husband. No. And this is why later on in a relationship, mm -hmm. people have problems. And people ask, why is he not calling back? Why is this? Why we have this problem? Why we have that problem? Any glitch in a relationship is very confusing to a woman or to, to a man too, because you only start looking from the perspective of you, me, you, me. Mm -hmm. So somebody needs to be wrong. So you wrong either self or them. But you don't understand that I actually created a thing called love glitch matrix. Mm -hmm. I dissected all the possible problems to all the possible, any and all situations in relationship. Mm -hmm. There are only five of them. Only five. And you draw this matrix like huh? this, and you go through each one of them, and you sit with them calmly, presently. It's not... It's, it's a quick tool. You can get a quick result, 
But if you want to grow and become a bigger person through it, you sit a little bit with each part. Mm-hmm. And your first answer will be like this. Mm-hmm. Second answer calms down. Third answer as you go deeper. And then you start what I call compassionating. Mm. You notice your heart is getting bigger. Mm. You notice the pettiness of this problem is such a trap in which you put yourself instead of your ability to grow Mm. into love and with love. Mm -hmm. Like, what was my definition of love today? The expansion, right? Mm -hmm. It's invitation to more of you. So the love glitch matrix takes you to that invitation to more of you, Mm -hmm. in which, surprise, surprise, your man gets to be more of him. Because the spaciousness love creates, it's removing us from opponents to Mm -hmm. partners Mm -hmm. that we are in this together. Mm -hmm. And that's, I believe, the biggest issue today. You Mm -hmm. start with these little petty things, you know, who can open my doors? Like I can open my own, so what? Because once you can open your own door, guess what will happen? You will do your dishes and you will pay your bills and you will have your child and then you will breastfeed the child and do this with child and that and everything. And at the end, you will start complaining you have a lazy slob. Mm. Because the lazy slob once upon a time wanted to open your door. Mm-hmm. And you said, oh, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Don't train people to be obsolete. Mm-hmm. We need each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to allow like you said, the space for it, because then when you go into the mode of asking for it, it's like, it's counterintuitive. You might as well have just, whether you ask, don't ask, he wasn't going to do it. So asking for it comes from that, like seeking energy, that lacking energy. And I think we forget that they they want to chase. They enjoy the chase. They don't just enjoy it in the beginning. Not actually the chase. Men don't really? Chase. Uh-uh. They enjoy pursuit. Pursuit. Hmm. Different. You see the pursuit has more power. Mm-hmm. I'm pursuing her. Mm-hmm. And I have a plan. Mm. I'm chasing her. It's like, will I do it or not? I have no idea. Yeah. Have then I have to convince her. Then I have to sell her used car. <laughs> right? Yeah. Pursuit mm-hmm. is a empowering masculine energy. Mm. Chase is a boyish. Mm, I love that. Masculine. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Huh. My, this will be my last question for you. And I've, of course, it's a heavy one. Um, well, <laughs> not well not heavy but what would you say what's the first step for anyone that's looking to elevate their love life whether they're single in a relationship whatever it is what's the first thing they need to do self-fullness not selfishness self-fullness awareness of you looking at how have I contributed to the contamination of my previous relationships. Hmm. 
If your answer is nothing, I gave him everything. That's the problem. Mm, mm -hmm. Nothing, I gave her everything. That's the problem, mm. right? And the second question is, how have I contributed to the betterment of my previous relationships? Uh, kind of didn't, mm. uh, mm -hmm. right? Like, or, like really sit with that. This is why Love Glitch Matrix really invites you to five areas of most common problems, the only problems. Mm -hmm. Sit with each one, sit with them. How have I contributed? Mm -hmm. How have my partner contributed? What about life? What about big elephant? What about the mystery? What about like sit with that and go deep. And the deep doesn't mean three hours of analysis, mm -hmm. but it means no distractions, no phone, no nothing. This is my time to be with me mm -hmm. because I want people to be with me, but I don't want to be with me. Mm. It's kind of hypocritical. Mm -hmm. We don't yeah. want to be with hypocrisy in a hypocr hypocrisy-based relationships. Mm -hmm. Sit with yourself. What is my contribution? Look at this matrix. Sit there. <sighs> wow, I have a tendency to do this. And then I have a tendency to blame about that. And then I have a tendency to avoid and to ignore. I have tendency to mortar. I have tendency to complain. I have tendency to, to do everything. I have tendency, what do you, do you even know yourself? How do you live love? Mm -hmm. How do you live love? Are you sitting on a side <laughs> waiting for them to make your wishes come true? Uh -huh. Or are you sitting on the side demanding or are you actively participating? Are you making yourself happy? Do you know what makes you happy? Do you know how can anyone make you happy if they want? Right? Mm -hmm. Because the more you, the more of you there is in a relationship, the more of you there is to love. <laughs> and they cannot be more of you just by, you know, putting a loud perfume on that the whole room can smell you 10 miles around but it's about the moreness of intensity of your knowledge of you mm -hmm. good bad and the ugly mm -hmm. everything how do i know me and I that's the that. first step my dear i love that yes selffulness is a new term that is just going to be imprinted in my brain now. I love that. <laughs> oh, this was so wonderful. And you gave so many nuggets of gold in here. So I'm so excited for everyone to listen to this. Thank you so much. I'm going to have all your information um, in the description, but please just tell everyone where they can connect with you and work with you and find you. Yeah. Since we spoke about love glitch matrix, right? It would be the best place to see me to download the matrix. Mm -hmm. Get it. It's free on my website. It's a little PDF. It will really help you in growth of your selffulness. And it will solve when you have, why is he doing this? Why is she not doing that? You will have the answers. There is no other answer but one of these five go in it, sit with that. So you can find that on helenasummer.com slash matrix. 
like a movie matrix. <laughs> Elenasummer.com matrix. Perfect. Yes. Thank you so much again for being here. I really appreciated this and this was great. Yes. So happy to, to be here. Thank yes. you so much.